Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, welcome back. And please don't forget that Speak It On has a Patreon page. Any support you can give to this ministry would be super appreciated. So the question of the day is, have you ever had one of those moments when you've met someone and you just really just want to smack them? I don't mean pound them into the earth, although that may be true as well. I mean, you just want to just take a you know pound you know the the proverbial pound of flesh out of that person because they're being such a blooming jerk well what do you do what do you do how do you approach that now a lot of people believe and really hold to the thought process that Jesus was a pacifist and they really, really hold that up there. I think Jesus is a lot more balanced than that. And here's the reason why I'm saying this. Is those same people really don't, you know, they downplay the table flipping. And the, 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 the beating that he gave the money changers in the temple. When they were basically turning the temple grounds into a bookie uh, into a gambling session or something of that nature so was Jesus a pacifist? no I don't believe he was I think though this he engaged every opposition that he needed to engage without upsetting his target or his uh, goal and his goal was literally the salvation of the of everyone on earth the planet and then some let's look at apostle paul for a second i know people are like oh gosh not paul again but yeah um because a lot of people, again, take what Paul says in some places and overemphasize or put a huge microscope on stuff, and then they don't balance it with other things. For example, with the Apostle Paul, you always have to remember, number one, he's Jewish. He's Jewish from the start, finish, and after. And he's thinking like a Jew. Now, was he Greek trained? Absolutely. No doubt about it. But he was Jewish. And a Pharisee. He was a Jew of Jews. So, you have to remember that. And you have to, to understand that Paul was... Paul had a lot of layers to him. And when he was uh, addressing an issue... You really have to peel that onion back a lot to 
you know, to get to what he's kind of getting at. Even Peter said, hey, you know, some of the stuff Paul says is kind of hard to understand and people, like, uh, miss it up to their own destruction. But anyway, Romans. Romans was written to probably a relatively small group, believe it or not, uh, in spite of the fact that later, you know, we we turn it into the Roman Catholic Church later, but in Paul's day, it was probably just a handful of people. But the complication we had is that those people really, really were super, super proud of uh, of their Gentile background, so to speak, and were kind of looking down on the Jewish part of things. And Paul was just trying to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. Let's balance things. But he was addressing some persecution that was going on. Now, looking at Romans 12, okay? Romans chapter 12. We're going to start in verse 14. And go to 21. And it works this way. So, Paul says... Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it's written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome evil. Don't, excuse me. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Okay, now, so. In this scenario that Paul's laying out. Most people are like, uh, yeah, but mm, can't do it. Uh, that is just way too straight-laced, way too beyond, and hey, I've got faults of my own, and, you know, if somebody, you know, does this and so, I'm letting the air out of their tires. Um, let me wrap this in another in another way alright which may help with your hermeneutics in other words your interpretation of this section and let me say that by saying this I've been watching you know I don't watch YouTube a lot but I've been watching some uh some things where there are First Amendment auditors, all right, um, 
now the first thing you're you're, you're probably gonna say are you doing right out doing that stuff no no i'm not but believe me strong believer in the first amendment but here's the thing i notice that the particular program that i watch that i will not name uh says this when you have a bad encounter if and it may be a situation and this might be with law enforcement or it could be with another person but here's the thing um if they're screaming and yelling and cussing and throwing junk and being pretty much jerk It doesn't help your case in court if you are seen doing the same thing. And uh, sometimes, and these are not always super common events, but there are unfortunately officers, like any other profession, that are not as good as they ought to be doing their job. And again, lots of professions like that. So let's don't broad brush the whole cow because of one spot. But here's the thing. Uh, They can be kind of kind of jerky, alright? Well, if you get screaming and yelling and irate and all kinds of six six miles of crazy and that's caught on video, well, when that gets played in court, it looks blooming bad. Then the judge or jury or whoever is supposed to be giving a judgment on that situation sees you being a jerk and the other person's a jerk well then you have a jerk you know then it's basically a fight up between the judge has to decide okay who's the jerkiest which one is in the right the most or which one is least bad okay well that kind of thing really stinks no let me share with you something that happened to me and it went like this um, I was traveling in South Texas and there was a, a town on the border fairly large town and I was I had taken a route through the country and my road met a major intersection and when I stopped I didn't stop on the line there's a white line okay and you're supposed to stop behind the line when there's a stop sign alright well I didn't my tires were over the line well then I make my turn to go into the town and lo and behold there was a trooper who observed that I didn't stop behind the line. 
Well, he stopped me, which he could do because because you're supposed to stop behind the line, of course. And he was a real jerk. Uh, he was had a really bad attitude, and by bad, I mean he was super aggressive, very accusatory. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why did you stop behind the line? You know, you know, you know what the lines are there for, and all these kinds of things. And he was he was being a pretty, pretty big jerk. And here's the thing: if I was a jerk back, that doesn't make me right. Even though, of course, I had broken a ordinance. If I was a jerk back to him. That was, and and then I was, let's say, wanting to go to court to fight it, okay? If the judge saw me being a jerk, that wouldn't help. So now, let's go back to Romans, where Paul's trying to, to get at something. I mean, and, and so... In verse 16 of chapter 12, he said, Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty. In other words, don't, you know, don't be prideful and full of yourself. But associate with the lowly. Okay? Which means, uh, in other words, don't avoid people who need help. And never be wise in your own sight. So if you think you're smart... If you think you're smart, you might be. If you think you're smart, you're never always quite as smart as we think. You know, we think we are. But verse eighteen, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. Now, here's the kicker: if possible. And then he says, he adds, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. So here's what I'm going to say. If someone comes after you and your family, there is such a thing as self-defense. And that also means if somebody is slandering you, if somebody is trying to destroy you, in social media, all right. Well, in sometimes people put you in positions that absolutely demand you take action against them. If, for this reason, also, and it's not written here. If you just say back and say, oh, well, I'm just supposed to let people run me over. Well, that enables them, basically, and encourages them to do it to more people. So, when someone comes after you, you have to ask yourself, am I in a self-defense situation? I mean, if your reputation is going to get you fired... That's self-defense. If they're going after you, and they're and it's going to end your job, end your ability to take care of your family, to take care of yourself, 
Or, if they're coming after you physically, you don't have a choice at that point. It's self-defense. Now, here is what verse 19 is trying to get at. Never avenge yourself. In other words, so-and-so hurt me, so man, I'm going to go and just decimate their little behinds. You know, I, you know I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin their lives. That's what I'm going to do. Well, no. No, God's not signing off on any of that jazz. Instead, what God says is this. You let him decide. Because I most definitely guarantee you that God can do more to any individual or organization than you ever dreamed of. He can utterly dismantle it and make their lives a living hell if they deserve it. But if, but the thing is, you have to let God be the judge. In fact, Paul's adding to the contrary. Look, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink because you'll heap burning coals on their head. Well, part of that has to do with in the eyes of God, you are going the next mile to be his. His people do not do this uh, payback. And I think verse 21 says it all. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In fact, verse 17 says, don't repay no one evil for evil. Because look, you know, hey, somebody jacked my car up, so I'm just going to burn their car up. No. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. Because it escalates. It escalates. Peace officers are supposed to know how to de-escalate a situation. They're supposed to be trained to do that. To be calm, professional, and talk. And help make a bad situation less bad. Sometimes you can't. But they're trained to do that. If you're a peacemaker, you need to de-escalate the situation. Not ramp it up. There are actually jokes that are told about certain Christian churches and their business meetings. One of the old ones used to be, do you know why certain churches' carpet's red? Well, it's so that they don't have to change the carpet after the business meeting because of the blood. Well, So, again, what are we saying? We're saying this. Evil for evil, that ain't going to work. That's not going to sign, sign off. Anytime you are seen as calm, cool, collected, and understanding in a situation, let the other person go nuts. Now, don't let them injure you, okay? But let the other, people, the other person be seen as the wacko in front of the judge. 
and in front of God. Not you. God's people are supposed to be calm and in control. Why? Because God is the God of all things. He has given us a spirit of self-control, it says. Sound mind. Not chaos. But, also, I want to emphasize that if it is not possible to live peacefully with someone because it says so far as it depends on you look if they're going beyond (laughs) beyond the means to destroy you then it's self defense and you have to protect you and your family protect your reputation by saying no that's not what happened Unfortunately, a lot of times in today's world, that does include legal work. And believe me, lawyers laugh at all the lawyer jokes. You know why they do? Because they know. They know that when someone needs one, they want one that's really, really, really vicious and good at their job. And so, you can tell them all the lawyer jokes you want. They don't care. But, Protect yourself, your family, if necessary. But the main thing is, is don't do vengeance. You don't go after them. You defend yourself if somebody comes after you, and it's self-defense. And that means your reputation for your job, and so forth. And obviously that would extend to extreme circumstances if somebody's breaking in your house to hurt you. So anyway. So let's get back to this idea. Oh no, Christians are pacifists. They just need to just... Okay, well, no. I would like... I'd like to say that Christians are godly, and godly means reasonable. But when you're dealing with unreasonable, and you're trying to reason with unreasonable, then it doesn't depend on you anymore. So, with that thought in mind, I want to re-emphasize what Paul says, live peaceably with all, as far as it's possible. Amen on that? So, With that in mind, I want you to keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.